going on everybody welcome back to another episode of the spring legion podcast i'm your host hunter farrier joining you today with uh the middle brother chase farrier a familiar name and face around spring legion that uh, most of y'all seen or heard in a prior episode of the podcast uh he's with me here today in georgia and we've got some stories to tell i believe uh seals and i left off last week uh departed the podcast about um mishaps and misfortunes in the turkey world with uh looking forward to a hunt on the horizon our first hunt in mississippi together this year uh my brother chase he joined us for the uh for the hunt and we uh we left uh, that episode talking about if you see this the title of this week's episode something about calls or or something like that that uh we obviously didn't have much luck in the spring woods following our last recording and uh, seeing the title of this week's episode is not about calls or camouflage, uh, we'll spoil the ending, and we had a really good hunt, so we've got a story to tell about that, and uh, Chase was there and uh, played a big part in that hunt, and we've got a, a good story to, to share with you. I think this uh, this uh, episode is going to be a, one of those storytelling episodes more than anything, and um, there's always knowledge to be found in storytelling. I feel like um, most things I've learned, if it wasn't from turkeys, it was from... Uh, a fellow hunter, uh, usually a an older hunter, a more experienced hunter, telling me a story about a hunt that um you just pick up bits of knowledge from him and why he did a few things and what seemed to work and what seemed to not work, and then you kind of put that in your memory bank and keep it for the rest of your life and can uh, either relate to situations that uh, you've had in the past that uh, that relate to the story he's talking about, or you will one day uh, wind up finding yourself in a like situation. But before we get into any storytelling with uh, with Chase, wanted to give y'all an update on a few things at springlegion.com. As the season's winding down, we've got a 25% off sale on all new bottom land quarter zip performance pullovers. Those seem to be perfect for this time of the year for those seasons that are open and those who are traveling uh, west and north to uh, continue their season for at least another day forward. Um, just a, a light, stretchy type material that's uh, that's good for anything from fishing to wearing around at work, school, what have you. On that, uh, on that situation, we've got a a decent amount. They're they're running pretty slim in certain sizes, so check them out. I'm not positive that all sizes will be fully stocked. If uh, depending on the time you're listening to this podcast, so check it out springlegion.com for those quarter zips, 25 percent off until that that supply is depleted. Uh, other than that, we've got a few more updates on some other bottomland stuff. If you haven't yet, we've got the new Platinum Series mesh backs, the bottomland, the original bottomland and khaki Platinum Series. That's the unstructured version of our bottomland khaki snapback, which is a little more of a, a structured, you got to break in a little bit type fit. Uh, th- th- these are outdoor cap. This fits about exactly like a Richardson for those who are familiar with uh, those uh types of hats in the apparel industry so we've got both of those in stock though so if you like snapback if you like an unstructured hat which i usually hunt with both of them kind of depending on the morning and which one i grab in, in the dark usually they both seem to have about a uh, equal luck or unluck in the turkey woods so we've got them both both khaki backs and both original bottom land front same logo same place and um not the same price. I think the Platinum Series, the, the unstructured are a little cheaper than the snapbacks. So if that uh, if that is the determinant factor, have at it. And then other than that, oh, yeah, I got a little notepad here. Got some good news for those who did uh, listen to last week's podcast that was pretty much centered around the mishaps and the reality in turkey hunting, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, I don't think we talked about actually uh, quote-unquote successful morning the whole episode seals and I which was the first one we've actually had the chance to record this entire turkey season. So there's a lot of catching up about uh, what we've kind of been through. And, and we've had some good mornings in the woods, obviously, but we've also had some not so good mornings in the woods. Um, and, and I mentioned in last week's episode telling seals about a, a morning not long ago here in Georgia where I shot a bird. And this is the first time it's ever happened to me. It's happened to seals before. And I, 
I had to apologize because I had a hard time believing him that you could shoot a turkey in the head and it fall down and then get up and run off because nothing but vitals in the head. But um, but the turkey happened to gobble the second my finger uh, was pulling the trigger. Uh, it it still hit him. He fell. I assumed I would miss once I heard that gobble and had enough time to register it in my mind that um that he had just moved his head completely the second the gun went off and um i look up he's on the ground he's rolling uh i take a deep breath because i didn't miss get about halfway to him he gets up he hits the ground uh, running and um it's a sick feeling for those who've never done it um i don't wish that upon anybody i'd rather have a clean miss a hundred times watch the turkey fly off and have a few tight lip mornings in the future than uh not be able to sleep at night wondering if uh, that turkey made it or was able to fly up in a roost tree uh, due to injury and stuff like that. That'll keep you keep you up at night, make you sick as a turkey hunter and conservationist and just a lover of the wild turkey. Um, but good news is I did see him the other day. He is alive and for what it looked like, well, uh, both birds happened to be not too far from where that uh, that instance occurred, and then. A few days after seeing them, they were back in their usual uh, terrain and wound up uh, taking a shot on his buddy this time. Let him let him slide. He's been through enough, I felt like, and uh, he was doing well. And and aside from that, he's not the one that came in. <laughs> his buddy did, and it was a really good one. Uh, it was a, it was a fun hunt. It was by myself, so I uh, kind of got in there, and it was a lot like the situation where uh, where I. I still call it, yeah, I did miss him. He's still walking around. He ain't dead, so that's a miss in my book. Where I did miss him and um, wound up being some of the longest spurs I, I know I've ever killed. I don't, I don't measure. I, I, my, my spurs go from about a half inch, about an inch, and then if they're really long, they're an inch and a quarter. Sometimes they're not even an inch and a quarter, but I just round up to an inch and a quarter. Sometimes they're over an inch and a quarter. I round down to an inch and a quarter. But I did have a, a quite the time fumbling around with a Stanley tape measure, trying to figure out how to measure spurs a, a correct way to get down to the little, little baby tip marks, whatever those are, eights or sixteenths or something. Um, but these had what was it, an inch and a quarter? No, inch and three quarters. Inch and three quarters. Yeah, inch and three quarters <clears throat> on one of the spurs, and then the other one was somewhere around there. I found that about that time is when I'm tired of bending this tape measure and stuff like that, which I. If I had the resources, which I'm sure were within arm's reach at most any time, I'm around my toolbox, a piece of string or twine or something, put that on there and then measure the string of the twine, and you'll have a good idea of how long that spur is. But uh, at the end of the day, I didn't really worry about it that much. Uh, I was like, that's some really big spurs, and that was big enough for me, and that's as big as they're going to get. So um, that was a, a really a fun hunt, a good experience. I think that was the first turkey of this year that I killed by myself, which is crazy. To think about is, I, I mean, I just from not really experiencing too many mornings with other folks up until about a year or so ago, the the fact that I would have never thought that only one of the turkeys I kill in a year is, is by myself. So my, there might be more, you know, in the future if I do get the uh, the chance to travel a little bit where the seasons are still open. But that was a an odd feeling. It's, it, it had been a while since I, you know. Just went out there by myself and got to take a deep breath, and especially one like that where there's a lot of relief from knowing that the other bird is still hanging around there and able to uh, live a, a normal life and do some breeding and produce some poults, hopefully. And um, that was just cool. Wanted to hopefully maybe brighten anybody else's day. We we actually did get a few DMs from other folks who have done that, you know, just talking about that it's one of those things they don't really tell anybody, so they appreciated us kind of. You know, putting it out there and, you know, encouraging others that this does happen. It is not a good situation. Uh, sometimes you can't control it. Sometimes you can. Sometimes you're shooting through a bunch of junk and wind up wounding a bird or you're shooting at one that's trying to fly and run off and you wound a bird or one that's way too far and you wound a bird. That's, I mean, that's, ain't nothing but, yeah, we are pointing fingers. At, you know, if, if I did it, I hope somebody points a finger at me and says, you shouldn't have done that. That's on you, you know. Um, but in this case, and I know in a lot of other cases, it is, you know, it's definitely reality that there are uncontrollables when a bird gobbles the second you pull in the trigger, and you you can't recorrect that that fast. I feel like so, and there's there's plenty of other situations where you you really just 
can't control it and you just got to live with it and know that stuff like that happens in the turkey woods and you hope for the best pray for the best and sometimes it it comes out in your favor in this case it did and then it bettered the case within a few days with the with that georgia longbeard so that's the biggest beard i've ever seen and the biggest spurs i've ever seen both on my first two georgia birds not saying i'm getting spoiled over here but going back to mississippi uh I think it reminded me that is still my favorite place to hunt. So that's what uh, Chase is in here today. Um, glad he was able to hop on here. He's actually in town visiting, and I wanted to uh, grab the set of headphones before we uh, before he hopped on the road, headed back to Mississippi, because uh, he was he was filming the hunt. He all three of us towed a gun, you know, just in case. That's kind of how we always go about it. But this was actually the first time Chase Seals and myself were able to share the Spring Woods period ever. Us three, we know me and Chase have hunted countless times. Me and Seals have hunted countless times. I don't know if y'all have ever hunted together, but I don't think we have. No, but but the first time three of us, and I can count on one hand how many times three people I've hunted with two other people. Um, and usually there's some filming going on. So Chase had his camera, was able to get a lot of it on film and wound up almost getting the shot. I was thinking we'll get into that a little later, but um. But this is a, a little bit of a background, which, was this your first time hunting this place? Yeah, first time I'd ever been there. Yeah, and this is a very notorious place in mine and Seals' character building as a turkey hunter, because this place is not easy. And there's certain places that are easy and certain places that aren't easy. And then I've been in some of the most confusing situations before, and it'd be the easiest hunts ever. And I've been summoned the most, you know, it's a flat plain with one creek in it, and you can't get confused, and somehow he's on the other side of the creek, and you, you can't get across or something. You know, just how can you mess this up, and you, you find ways to mess it up. But this is one of those situations. that We actually first hunted this little track of land. It's 300, 360 acres, I think, to be exact. Side note, he calls it the 360. And I thought, I'm telling myself, I thought – it was round. I was like, immediately, for like a year and a half, I thought the property was like, who just makes a random round property? And then one day, he said something, he told somebody else, and I'm just kind of in the background, it's like, I got a little spot, 360 acres. I'm like, that's why they call it the 360, not because it's like a circle or something. So, that's an embarrassment on my part, but I felt like I needed to tell a couple thousand people that. I don't, I don't know why. But um, that aside... This place is not friendly to a turkey hunter spirit. It uh, it will do exactly what I kind of define it as, is character-building terrain. It will define your character and humble you pretty quickly, regardless of experience level. This is the place we took Gary for his first turkey hunting and this wave of turkey hunting. Uh, Gary Stanton came down in 2020 on a, on a complete whim. Uh, he drove from Nashville, showed up at Seals' house. We hopped in the truck. Hey, how are you? I'm Hunter. I'm Gary. I'm Seals. And uh, we went hunting the next morning. It poured rain on and off all day. Uh, I don't know how many miles we wound up going actually walking. It's 360 acres, but it's about 12,000 acres if you count for surface area because of all the ditches and all the uh, hills and hollows and gullies and cliffs. I mean, just some straight up. 16 foot drop offs and none of it none of it makes sense so uh, that was a pretty big humbling on gary's first turkey hunt he got a good taste of the the confusion those terrains those types of terrain can cause and um and then uh, luckily on the next literally the next morning was a 25 minute off the roost perfect textbook hunt so he got a little bit of both worlds he is hooked and he is i don't know how many turkeys he killed this year but boys on a roll um I mean, it's it's crazy that, to think that he was just, you know, getting schooled at that same place not that long ago, and now he's traveling all over the place, hunting everywhere with, you know, cool people and still learning, and now he's teaching a lot more than he's learning, I feel like, which is awesome. And um, he calls me almost, if not every time, at least a majority of the time within the day. Within 24 hours, him killing a turkey, and I'll do the same. And he's had some really cool experiences this year, and, We'll have to get him on to tell a few because it's, it's some cool stories and some cool humbling stories. You know, we, we'll call each other when we don't kill one. Like, I got to tell you about this. Um, I messed up. That's usually how it starts. More on my end than his probably. But um, his is, well, I got another one. But but we went out there and then 
Jordan, bless it, like uh, Pickle at Primo's, they met me and Seals out there last year. And um, we got humble big time by a bird that I thought was a done deal. Lake and I stayed up top on top of a ridge. Kind of, this is not, we haven't gone far in there. It's where you uh, and Seals listened first. Um, he was kind of off to the right side down in uh, one of those where they'll they'll pitch up from the ridge onto a tree kind of just eye, eye level with where they would be standing on the ridge so they can just hop off. He winds up. Me and Lake came back and do a little call. And like, so he's going to what we think is the only suitable place for him to pitch down to is pretty much 25 yards in front of Seals' gun barrel at this point. Me and Lake are about 50 yards back. Did a little calling for him to fly down right there to walk up to us. Seals was shot him before he took his first step in a perfect world, but like most turkey hunting, that's not the case. That's not the world you live in when you turkey hunt. It's usually anything but perfect. But um, but he winds up, and this is just kind of the epitome of this type of terrain that we're talking about. Eventually, Lake and I go down there, meet up with Jordan Seals. We have a little powwow of figuring out what in the world is going on this turkey is we can't tell if he's moving, he's turning, he's in a gully, he's not in a gully. Uh, he, you can hear his chest rattle, and then he sounds like he's 20, uh, 250 yards away, and you almost know that it's the same turkey because it keeps happening over and over again. And then it'll come out, but then it'll go left and right. And you're, I'm like, we're looking at the opening he would have to cross. So to, we can rule the left and right out. And uh, lo and behold, there's a little, just a, it's a knoll. It's an islandated, islandated, uh, just a, an, an island of a knoll. That um, this is about as wide as uh the bed of a truck, in in diameter, and he's on that, and that's the only thing I think one of us ended up saying that like it's almost like he's stuck on you know like stuck on a tree or a down log or something he can't get off of it he's surrounded by something he can't get out of because he gobbled his head off, and you could hear him drumming he you know his drumming would rattle your chest it felt like when we had him in sixty yards Jordan moved from left to right up you know, on top of stuff, and it was like, I'm looking where that gobble's coming from. There's not a turkey standing there. After a while, the turkey winds up not getting scared or anything, but we're just kind of sitting there, and he just, like, pitches up and over the road for some reason into a, a hollow that we wound up getting in. And as soon as he hits, he gobbles, so he wasn't spooked. He was just you know, traveling. That was his means of travel for that particular excursion for some reason. I don't know why. But um, after that, we walked up, and there was a little – it's a dugout. It almost looks like a door in these big banks, these big eight-foot, six-foot banks of just land that erosion has washed out. It's, I mean, you can just imagine a, a wall, a, a dirt wall. It looks like it's got a bunch of moss and stuff and little uh, ferns and all kinds of looking palmetto stuff growing on it. And it can't be more than two feet wide in the middle and probably three feet wide at the bottom, kind of pyramiding up through a little jagged top. But there was a little, it looks almost like a doorway. Like something had to fall in there. This is where a, a crossing, an intersecting drainage hits. But I don't, where he wound up being, we wound up finding a little knoll he had to have been on. He, he really was just on a little island. And it was nowhere near that. It was just that's where the sound was coming out. And so that's what Jordan kept looking at and saying, like, that's where the turkey is. And I don't see the turkey. And that's exactly where that little big, it looks like a doorway, just where it, it went down all the way to the ground where our boots could touch it. We could walk through it like a door. It was over our heads. It was about three feet wide, and that's just where the sound would come out. So that was really confusing and really made us scratch our heads any time we heard a gobble. From then on out, the rest of that morning, me and Jordan wound up getting schooled by another gobbler on top of a ridge about a quarter of a mile away while Seals and Lake went to uh, eat sausage biscuits at Hubbard's or something like that. But they won. They uh yeah. The turkeys won and seals in Lake won because uh, me and Jordan definitely lost because we tried it again and got humbled again. But um, between that, between then and now, seals and I have tried several times and very similar situations have happened where we can't ever figure out where they're at, where they where they're going, are they moving at all? Are they just turning? Is this the same turkey? This can't be the same turkey. Well, it is the same turkey. There's always a group of jakes in there that uh, that we have had a few encounters with uh, last year and then the year before. So. You'd think there'd be some more two-year-olds in there. Seals swore up and down. There's a group of jakes, and there's one long beard, or there's two long beards and a group of jakes, and that's usually what it is every year. And we we heard a group of goblin turkeys. I'm assuming were the jakes, and then we heard two kind of satellite gobblers. I'm sure it was the long beards. Um, and there was a couple across the road. So hopefully some of those jakes just moved over there and still do some breeding and stuff. And um, but the part that we could actually hunt 
we were hoping more than anything, because this is our only shot. This is our one swing. We, you know, it's 0-2 count going into it. You got one one pitch pretty much on this morning because the season closed the next day, and I had to get back to Georgia, and Seals had plans, and Chase, I don't, you had somewhere to be, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And um, so we knew we had this morning, this morning only, and we went in there, and pretty much the same exact thing happened. They scored us left and right. I'm trying to think of where we started. We heard one across the road that was hard not to almost try to call across blacktop because, I mean, we couldn't hunt him on that side, but where he was, I'm like, if we don't hear nothing over here, if we're going to take one swing, we're just going to set up, you know, on a find a path that he could walk across turkeys, do cross roads. I, we killed one last year in Kansas, caught him across blacktop. Mm-hmm. Um, it is very unlikely it is very difficult to do and takes a lot of patience and a lot of luck honestly um more the situation on that side being bad than you trying to prove to him that the situation on this side of the road is good but um but luckily we didn't have to resort to that and if we would have i don't think we would have even tried by the time we would have made it back to the truck after the miles we put in to even fool around with that um but just to start it off i feel like we we didn't hear anything from the spot we listened to, which we were 70 yards from where that turkey was probably roosted. He could have seen us right then. That might have been why he didn't gobble nearly as much as the other ones. Um, I don't think he would have as, as green as it was, but wound up going back up almost dang near the truck because we heard one back up that way. We wanted to kind of verify that that was on the other side of the, you know, the other side of the road, make sure it wasn't on our property and we were going to, you know, waste an opportunity there. Um, and then we heard some back down pretty much not too far from where we had just left. Yeah. Get down there and uh, silent again. So, I don't know. He could have seen us, but I, I don't think he would have as green as it was. And it was pretty dark and kind of just where we were standing. But um, I'm trying to think of what we did next because we, we made a couple moves in between gobbles. We weren't sure where they were coming from, if it was the same turkey or if it was different groups kind of just, you know, in line with each other or what. Yeah, we just kept moving towards the back of the property mm-hmm. and, and just kept going and kept going and kept going, expecting to hear that faint gobble we heard on in there. And uh, Which that's how this time of year, I feel like that's just what you do every time. You you hear one 250 yards. Mm-hmm. You walk 200 yards, he's 250 yards. Yeah. You walk 200 more yards, he's still 250 yards in front of you. You're like, what? what is going on? So we had that type of run around for – most of the morning, I feel like. Yeah. We, we, we finally got within reasonable distance of them. Um, or we were, we were hunting. We were going towards a bird on the back side of the property. Yeah, and we didn't realize it till last night you and I were talking. Yeah, and we had passed this group of turkeys. Yeah, because I, I went up on top. to That's what it was. Mm-hmm. So y'all stayed at the foot. This is a pretty steep incline. Little, this a little trail going up to the top of a ridge. And I told y'all to stay down here because as green as it was, I was going to be above a majority of that canopy. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's steep. It's, you know, it's, it's tall. It's a mountain. Yeah, I mean, really it's a Mississippi a, mountain. It really is. Um, not down here. Yeah. <laughs> or up here, I mean. Um, I, I really wanted us to go just, if nothing else, just hike through one. I'm like, you think you've been up some mountains before. And that's what I would, I mean, do I like walking up stuff as steep as that thing? No. Would I wish those that were a little more of the terrain around here? Yes, because uh, you get on a real mountain, you're like, man, I'm a little girl. When it comes to uh, when it comes to this hiking stuff, and especially in a pair of granges or something that you're definitely not prepared for. But either way, um, so I get on top of this to call. This is you know, it's, it's an hour past daylight. They're on the ground. They just aren't gobbling much that we can hear. Um, so I get up there. Hopefully, you know, a sound will carry down in there. And I'm scared. And I've had this happen before. I had it happen in Tennessee not long ago where you're too high. You get you get up thinking you can hear down, but if there's stuff growing on tops of the trees and a lot of it's, you know, younger trees, you know, or anything that could be shorter, or if you could just be really high up in the air, it'll block the sound just like leaves will block it, you know, ear level off the ground from getting to you. If a turkey goes on the ground and there's stuff in between you, between you and the bird, it's going to muffle the sound. Likewise, if there's a bunch of tree leaves and you're above it and he's under you, it's going to muffle the sound. Right. So um, I wanted y'all to stay down there, see if y'all could hear something. And I heard it. I mean, it wasn't like he'd been gobbling and we hadn't been able to hear it. I looked like he was 
the Jack and Gobba's first time he gobbled them. You, Seals, and I all heard it, and it was pretty close. But it was that group of them. Mm-hmm. Still going to call those the Jakes because I think that was Jakes. Yeah, uh, I'm almost certain they were. Yeah. Where they were acting and everything. Right. And, um, and then there was one goblin, which was on, we don't know if it was on top of that ridge or, you know, on the other side of it or something like that. Because the way this layout is, is there's a two or three creeks. There's a lot of drainages that aren't necessarily creeks, but might as well be a bunch of ditches that you got to climb across. So, I mean, just drop offs and just cracks in the ground that, you know, eight foot, just a crack that you want, you got to watch where you're going because you'll break a leg in there, fall down in one. Um, and I know turkeys don't like crossing those because they, they're winding. They're not in a straight line. They wind back and forth, and they'll get caught in a little puzzle piece and all kinds of stuff. And I don't. Once we got down in there, was able to see what we were working with. I don't blame them one bit for not trying to move much and, uh-huh. and being as confusing as possible. And they're probably not trying to be. They're probably just moving around and looks like they've scribbled on a piece of scratch paper trying their path trying to get around all this stuff that we were kind of also having to do and fighting and breaking through vines and there's vines everywhere and briars hanging on to you and then you get through it and it's the most beautiful turkey woods you've ever seen so i'm sure whenever they find that at whatever age that is they live there until they die of old age because most times it's probably not because we shoot them because this is the first bird that i know of has been taken off that property um and we've had it since 2020 but uh but then we decided to make a move on this group of turkeys because there's one near them that mm-hmm. we kind of determined was a different diff, wasn't with that group right. and we're saying all right one of these is going to be the long beard there's got to be mm-hmm. and then one of these is very likely going to be the jakes if, if they could be together as long as one of them's long beard i mean we're not going to shoot a jake by preference but in mississippi is also illegal right. um which i did not know was not a nationwide rule should be but Anyway, we we get up here and we kind of go on top of the ridge. We kind of come down. We're trying to get even with them, and we determine that they are. What? Well, I don't know if we knew this at the time that they were equally as high on the ridge, kind of mirroring us mm-hmm. across the little mm-hmm. creek. And, and we couldn't tell which side of that creek they were on, and which you know. When we first heard them, I thought they were, and we, even when we set up on top, I thought they were on the same ridge as we were on, mm-hmm. and there was. Or one of the groups was, and one of the one wasn't. I, right. I was like, one's definitely over there. I can hear it. it's like they're gobbling right at me, and the, and we're up high, you know, and they're not on the ground down there where the the ridge would be. I mean, where the bottom is. Yeah, they were so, gobbling level to us. Right, exactly. On the opposite ridge, and then ain't nothing but air. Right, air and leaves going you know, over all. The they're ridges. either in a tree or on the ground over there, on the uh, on the mirroring ridge, and then um. We, we we were there for a while mm-hmm. and wound up making a move. They were answering us good. Started to get that feeling something's hanging them up more than they are hung up. Um, they really want to meet up with these hens that are here because we're trying to sound like multiple and something's keeping them more than anything. And that's that's good because they're eager. They're they're trying to make it happen. You just got to give them some help sometimes. You got to move and make it make the path easier for them. If they're, they're gobbling their brains out, especially this late in the season. Mm-hmm. Especially at nine forty-five this late in the season, <laughs> you should be shooting at one pretty soon if they can get to you. So if they're not there, something's keeping them from getting to you more than anything. Um, so we make a move and we fight through all this. Just crap. It's just a bunch of crap. We got to get through falling down ditches, climbing up creek banks, crossing logs, making all kinds of racket. Um, and then you'll hit some pine needle floors that you can walk silently on. It's just a little bit of everything. And we get through and we come up on this, uh, which I think we had to cross a ditch. Then we had to cross a creek. Right. And then um, then we got, we're kind of up in their grill, I think. Yeah, we got to that ditch and we felt like we couldn't figure We We thought we were getting too close. Yeah. And we stopped and kind of makeshift set up, you know, kind of quick. Mm-hmm. And then we realized they were a little further in there, and then we, you know, yeah, we 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 couldn't figure out. We were still confused with where the heck where they the were. sound was coming exactly from. Yep. So we kept pushing. We, mm-hmm. After thirty minutes of sitting there, we were kind of like, "All right, it's time to make another move because they're yeah. still not coming." And we knew that creek was. Yeah, and we didn't know which way it wound, and right. it was like we crossed the creek, and we're on their side of the creek, but 
you're not on their side of the four ditches between you and them. Right. You know, so it's a little bit different. Um, you can't really just go off of what Onyx or whoever you're using says because, yeah, that's technically the creek. But there's, you know, three little other things that also are uncrossable. They're not. They don't have a cool name like the creek, but um, but they're not going to get crossed by turkeys. So um, not knowing that makes it very difficult. Which Seals knows that land really well, and he predicted exactly where they would be. He didn't know how in the world we were going to get there without bumping them or without, you know, getting them around certain things to get us to a spot where we could, you know, have a setup, especially three people. Um, but he he had a very good idea of where we needed to get to. But we wound up getting up in their grill, I feel like. I don't think they saw us. They were just kind of making their way um, towards where it was, you know, kind of predicted that they would make their way. Um, and we wound up meeting up with these – this is why I think they, they that's this is when they kind of verified that that was a group of Jakes. As we get on top of this ridge, and we're actually kind of just easing our way back to the truck, and um, we hear some Jake caulking on the side of the um, right side of the ridge, and um, this is randomly. We're just walking. We're not you know trying to get one to gobble or anything. Uh, we hadn't heard them in a while. Just kind of easing on out and uh, soaking in a. Last morning of spring there in Mississippi, and then they um, they sounded off. Uh, they they wound up gobbling at a hen that um, once we kind of sat down and kind of went back and forth with a with a hen and some of those jakes yelping down there. And uh, he, uh, yeah, hen. I don't think this is any related to us calling. She had to been close by beforehand. Winds up getting pretty daggum close to us, like six feet from us, and um, and winds up flying over them and they gobbled so. That was a group that we've been hearing, so that kind of verified that that group that we were worried that we bumped was Jake's, and um, hopefully they're around next year because we kind of kind of focused elsewhere. And you had actually called crawled back Chase with the camera, even um, kind of a good way is just to get out of the road, or it's not really a road; it was growing up stuff that gave me the allergy attack from Hades. Dear God, for thirty minutes I couldn't breathe. That was pretty rough. Yeah, and you, but you heard you heard the one we wound up hunting behind you that we couldn't hear. Yeah, because I'd gotten behind that the the little path we were on. I mean, it was it's a grown up four wheeler trail from maybe the eighties or something. I mean, it's, yeah, I don't know what it was. It's some type of trail, I believe. But um, I'd gotten over the little knoll on the left side of the the road, so I could you know call behind y'all and and mm-hmm. try and film and. Uh, Actually got where I couldn't see y'all by accident, but um, when I called to see if those other turkeys would gobble, yeah, I heard one behind us, and he kept gobbling. And the, you know, what we think is the group of Jakes, shut up. Yeah, once he started gobbling, and y'all eased back up there to me and was like, "What do you think happened? You know what? Mm-hmm. You know they shut up. You know let's let's go on home." And I'm like, "Well, hang on a minute. Did y'all not hear that other turkey gobbling?" So, um, pretty much we regrouped then, I'd say, and you had your allergy attack for yeah. 20, 30 minutes. And- Which I did mention on the last episode that I, I went five minutes of stepping outside of the truck that I was like, mm, this is, I forgot about these. Mm-hmm. That was, uh, I had one like that in Tennessee with Jay, um, the last, was it last year? I remember I walked through something like that smells I've never smelt that before, and whatever was blooming had a distinct smell to it. And about thirty seconds later, I'm sitting there, my face mask is like getting ripped off, and I'm like trying to like I can't, my nose is running, my mouth like swelling up. I feel like my eyes, I can't see anything. They're watering, and I'm like, and I'm out of water because I've just taken as many sips as I can to try to keep all these coughs and stuff down. And kind of the same thing happened here, and I popped about three Zyrtex that morning after the after getting getting the seals and getting hit in the face by a wave of pollen as soon as I stepped out of the truck. Um one of those things, I, I don't know if it was ragweed. He said, he said ragweed was blooming that, that week. I don't know what we wound up seeing a lot of ragweeds. That might have been it, but I feel like whenever I got down to kinda get a get out of sight from that hem, which wound up being completely worthless because he walked six feet from where I was got had gotten down into and saw us anyway. Um that's when it really kicked in, and I knew I knew pretty quick. I'm like, I look down, there's dust flying. Up. Like the sun's just coming through, so I can see all these like, there's just like layers of dust coming. Every time I move some grass, just dust would come off. I'm like, this ain't about to be good. Mm-hmm. 
hopefully we'll be at the truck soon. Um, which I guess if I'd have one, it wouldn't have mattered. They had nine months to get that out of their memory. Is the last time we're going to step foot on the place until next season. Um, hopefully, we will step foot place on there because there should be a good bit of two year olds if the, all those were Jakes. Um, but after that, kind of regrouped and got down, and we're like, all right, we're going, we're going to figure this out. Kind of started shifting the mentality to let's let's get let's let's push some buttons here. Let's yeah. throw the kitchen sink at him. Do whatever we got to do. Do. Lay eyes on him, you know, do something. Lay eyes on him, get within shots range of him, uh, pull him into where he can't, you know, get pulled into anymore. Then, you know, if we got to walk left or right of him and see if we can make it easier for him to, you know, walk side to side instead of straight and back. You know, something, something, what, there's obviously going to be stuff keeping him from getting there. And then we just got to figure out which he, he had to have gotten there somehow. So there's got to be a way to get back out. And, if we got to cross a creek, some ditch and stuff like that, let's go ahead and do it. Last two draw, you know, don't strike out looking kind of deal. So we get down, and we get down in this uh, holla that he's kind of gobbling at that we don't know which part of it. It's weird that there's certain parts of a holla because it could be on this side of the creek, on that side of the creek, but on this side of this ditch or on that side of that ditch, but in between the ditch that also crosses it. So is he on the left, left back corner of this uh, – squared off little deal we got that's uh impassable and unpassable however you say that um terrain so we're figuring all this out and then he'd kind of at this time i couldn't put a mouth call in my mouth right yeah because i was i choke on it my neck mm-hmm. on trachea was the size of a penny well i don't know what size they really are but it was real small um real swollen and um i'm sitting over here doing all i can not to just hack up along right now and uh, I could use my slate call or a box call, which I use both of those more than if there's not a turkey pretty close. And then sometimes I'll get on it just to change it up, whatever he's answering. At this time, we tried them all, and we know what they usually answer. Um, and he, he was pretty tight-lipped. I mean, he, mm-hmm. he was experienced. He's probably one of those that has done a lot of humbling to me, Seals, you know, all the way to all the folks that we've been accompanied by. When we'd hunted them in the past, he'd probably been there for a good bit of them and knows exactly – Oh, that must be on her slate call again. Right. And first time I heard it this year. Um, no, that's definitely seals on the mouth call again, you know, type of deal. Um, he, he'd heard them all, and then um, – but you had your wing bone, and that seemed to be the saving grace of the entire morning. He would answer. He ain't heard that before. Right. So, um, which that – and I'll vouch for this. I remember – I don't know if it was last year or before last, we were in Texas, and the wind was blowing real hard. I could – I could faintly hear – what sounded like it sounds like a chipmunk out there because I mean they're the only thing they have chipmunks in Texas, but the wind was blowing so much it was I could just hear the doop, 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 you know just like a chipmunk would do it. Uh, you'll get confused you think you hear a hand clucking, but it's usually a chipmunk if it's very patterned, very consistent. Yeah, very consistent in the kind of the rate that it goes. That's usually a chipmunk, not a mm-hmm. hen. Um, and that's what it almost sounded like. I'm like, there ain't no chipmunks out here, but it was your it was you yelping. I could just hear the the high the, end the of the it. You know, uh huh. And then, um, and then I wound up moving, and then um, I was on a turkey that you couldn't hear. Yeah, remember? Right. You you ended up texting me. Yeah, I was like, uh, "Are you still doing the wing?" Because he he wouldn't answer me. He wouldn't answer anything else. Um, there was a hen around. He wouldn't answer that, but he just ran on the gobble. And you were like, "I'm about to," and I looked down and you, like, it, like on the text it'll say like one minute ago, but it says like now you're like I'm about to hit the wing bone just to make sure. I like, and I asked, did you just do it? And I said, do it again. And he, he gobbled. Mm-hmm. And I waited about 45 seconds. And I text you, say, all right, do it again. And you do it again. He gobbled. You couldn't hear him, and I couldn't hear the wing bone. But every time you did it, he gobbled. He heard that, whatever frequency that was. Right. He gobbled that. Yeah, I never heard that turkey. Mm-hmm. That and I'm afternoon. close. Mm-hmm. It's Rio. So, right. Um, they don't, I mean, I'm pretty daggum close, honestly. Mm-hmm. I wound up being under him. And a, and a drop-off kind of deal. He was on top, and I couldn't. There wasn't nothing I could do. I didn't kill him, but I couldn't come up on top of that. He, I mean, he would have seen me. But there was several times I remember, I, like, my back's against it, mm-hmm. hoping he might come down a little. This is, I mean, there, it eases down on the sides. It's kind of like a bowl, like a cutout. Okay. So it's, a you know, a top ridge, and then, you know, it slopes down, and then it makes just a flat. Mm-hmm. You know, but the flat comes all the way to the back, and it goes straight up like a drop-off. But on the edges, it, it goes down. If you were standing where that turkey is, you'd walk down the side of this 
drop off and then you'd be able to walk to exactly where I'm at easily okay. without, you know, taking a step downward. It's just a slope. Okay. And then you're on the flat surface that I'm on, like at the bottom part. I don't know what they call them out there, but first time I've ever been in something like that, I guess. But um, definitely a, a walkable route for a turkey if he wanted to come down there and hear me, which he might not have been able to hear me with that if he was above me with that drop off of all my sound. It's like cradling, you know, like a horseshoe. It might have just been throwing my sound towards you. Mm-hmm. And with the wind and human ears, we couldn't hear each other, but he could hear you. Um, but he got real close. I mean, he was like, Three feet. I mean, he was looking down in there, definitely. He just, I mean, that's how I'm hugging this bank, and he's looking down, but he's so, he's right above me and can't see me. But he was gobbling. I'm like, man, if I could turn around, I could probably reach up and grab him, but I don't, you know, <laughs> my luck, I'd, I'd try that and actually do it. And then <laughs> now what? Now One what? of them, now what are you going to do with him as he beats you to death? Um, But that's another story for another day. And, um, so this this turkey was he'd answer it, but it was more like he'd answer the first one, or he'd answer midway through the first one, like that first pops, and then he'd sometimes answer the third or fourth if you didn't give it a good minute and a half or something between, you know, kind of let it calm down, and then you know kind of reintroduce it. And then especially if you would do like a little mouth call or a little something in between it to make it sound like two, but he'd answer the wing bone. He wouldn't answer on, the other one. We back on the Mississippi bird. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he would, which I had my mouth call in too, and. He was just answering that wing bone more, mm-hmm. um, and then he stopped answering the mouth call. Yep. And I, I, I looked at you. I said, "I can't keep pulling my mask down. Put your mouth call in." <laughs> and you said, "I can't. You know, yeah. I, I will literally die. Yeah. You know, I will choke. I'm doing all I can to breathe right now. Yeah. So, um, I put that in and try to restrict airflow into even uh, a smaller gap. I'm like, I ain't. I'm about to, you know." pass out as it is and um so we wind up we had to just take it in steps which is good because sometimes we kind of act without thinking mm-hmm. in turkey hunting like you, you kind of do some knee-jerk stuff that winds up busting a hunt and we were like all right let's cool it you know this was we've been hunting for six hours but we've been hunting this turkey for 10 minutes you know we we, we got time to figure out what we're going to do um we're desperate right now i feel like because we've been beating up and down and walk I don't know how many miles up and down hills and cross creeks and briars and stuff like that but you know let's not you know let's keep our composure and 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 take this step by step and first step is figure out which bottom he's in then figure out which side of the creek he's on figure out how we can get to a way that is most appealing to him most comfortable for him to walk you know um be it don't put a thicket between y'all make it open um, we got time. We can go around and whatever. He's not in a rush. He's answering every few calls. He's not blowing his brains out over there and sound like he hadn't bred a hen in the weeks. He's probably an older bird and probably where he likes to be, and he probably doesn't get out of that spot too much. He, he's used to hens coming to him, it sounded like. And because um, we've been all around him, and he's only gobbled probably four times the whole morning up until now. But we get down into the bottom, kind of verify that, all right, we're in the right bottom, at least, you know. Yeah. Um, well, we got to the end of that finger ridge that we were trying to slip between. Yeah. Um, and we heard drumming. And right. We, we thought we had messed up. We and thought he we, was on this side of the creek right here. Bouncing off mm-hmm. the other side of the creek coming back to us was what we thought. We, yeah. We, at this point, we were conf- so confused about gobble sounds. Oh, yeah. That's Anything can happen, thought. yeah. Yeah. We thought he may be, you know, to, directly to our right on the same side of the creek, just on the other side mm-hmm. of this knoll or, or ridge or whatever you want to call it. Um, and I remember for some reason, me toting the camera had ended up in front. Right. And so camera's laying on the ground. I'm in the wide open. You two are right behind I'm me. I'm over here heaving. Yeah, Hunter's choking yeah. Hunter's breath. and I'm like, I'm, I'm the last one. If I got to shoot, I will, but I do not need to shoot a gun for the next 10 minutes probably. Right. But on top of all this chaos going on, he wouldn't answer the mouth call. Yeah. but So we think we bumped him. Yeah. But then we keep hearing that drumming. So we're like, mm-hmm. but is do, it the same turkey? Right. Is it not? You know, we had a, so many questions going on right then. Um, and then I, I finally was able to get my wing bone under my mask and, and pop it off a few times. And he gobbled and we realized he was still across the creek right. from where we were. Where we were. So... 
Then we could make our next move. But the creek also took up being right there. So he could be on the right side of the creek. Right. But if the creek was straight in a perfect world, he is on the left side of it. But that I've, I've been schooled by turkeys and killed turkeys by knowing that. Mm-hmm. And I've said been schooled by them by thinking that. I'm like, right. oh, he's on, uh-huh, he's going to pull a quick one on me. He wants me to think he's on the other side of the creek. I've been here. I've been busted by one as I crossed the creek, and he's really on this side the whole time. The creek just been around. Mm-hmm. Um, he'll start off way on the right, and he'll go down. I'm like, go. he crossed the dang creek. He's on the left side now. I better cross the creek, too, and I cross the creek, and uh, the, the creek just bended it around. So he, <laughs> he, uh, he's still on the right side of the road, I mean, right side of the creek. Um but now he ain't. Now he's in another county after you try to cross it right in front of him. Yeah. Um, so we were trying not to do that, honestly. And we wind up getting as close to that creek as we could get before we wind Because we crossed three people across the creek. And this is like rocky stuff. So it's loud. It's like gravel rock, not like up here rock where you can walk on big rocks yeah. and not make a sound. There's there's not water in a good chunk of it. So it is loud. You're, you're not going to get across it quietly regardless of how quietly you try to walk. Especially not with three people. No. And um, we we crossed it as quietly as we possibly could, just using as find as much sand as we could, you know, across it and trying to avoid the, the big, you know, longer, wider stretches of the, the gravel rock. And um, let's see, you know, we, we, we kind of verified it. We're 90% sure he's definitely across it. So let's go ahead and do it. Bite the bullet, get over there. And we did, and we were able to walk down. Once we got across, we walked down towards. Or we got in it. Yeah, we were in it. We were in the, we were like it, it veered, like it sloped back up kind of. So we had to, the more we walked, the more we had to try to bend down because that's the, the shallower that little, it was like, almost like a trail. It was probably a little deer trail or something. It mm-hmm. didn't, we, did, we didn't go to don't across it. We went across the water, rocks and stuff like that. Then we were able to walk, and then there was like, Another, like, a, a bank-looking thing. It wasn't necessarily the creek's yeah. bank. It was a bank to the creek's bank. Yeah, it was like We're, a little shelf. It was like a... Almost like a shelf, the, yeah. The bank, then about a three-foot decline, mm-hmm. and then another little, you know, four-feet-wide bank that fell off into the creek. Right. Just like, a, like it had sludged off just yep. in that bend. And so, I, and he's he's not, like, on the creek like we originally thought last we heard. Mm-hmm. So we're thinking, you know, go get over the, the loud stuff here. Then we walk right towards him, not directly. I mean, like, directionally, not left, but right, which is the way he was. And then he would be in front of us. The creek's behind us. He's in front of us. He's going to come towards the creek. We'll get a shot in front of us. But he and in, the, in this time, he has kind of rotated also towards the creek. So now, instead of us being you, seals, me, all face the same direction. It's me seals you. Me in front seals a little behind me. Then you're way behind me. Mm-hmm. And um, or not way. I mean like six feet. But instead of six feet beside me, if we're all three facing the same way. Anybody can shoot. When we're all staggered, depending on where that turkey is, only one person is going to have a shot. But we 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 wound up putting it about as good as you could have. Halfway accidental, halfway on purpose. From that creek to you know if the, if the creek's at my three o'clock. My 12 o'clock starts about the time Seals is 3 o'clock starts. And his, you know, so we covered as far as I can. We're all right-handed, I think. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I could get the whole right side all the way up straight in front of me. Seals could get the middle part all the way to you. Mm-hmm. And you were kind of angled to where you were able to get where Seals' gun probably wouldn't be able to pick up all the way pretty much. I mean, he wasn't on – we know he ain't on the left side. If one just happened to come up on the left side of us. Yeah, well, behind, you'd have had a little time, us, yeah. right? Yeah, you'd have had some time to to reshift something, mm-hmm. you know, on the other side of the tree or something. Right. So we had it covered. We feel like, and um, which he, I which I couldn't see up right to the the flat. You I stopped was, on that little shelf mm-hmm. thing or whatever, right? So um, and called, and he was pretty daggum close, and also had moved towards the creek, mm-hmm. not towards us, but towards the creek down mm-hmm. from us a little bit. Yeah. Um, so we kind of picked the best. Spot we could, Seals and I, was on a little oak, kind of on that, right where it crests up. I was able to, like, sit with, really, one of my legs on top of it, and one of my legs is almost propped up underneath me, more than sitting down, because that, that's where the slope started going on. So, I'm above, you know, I'm, I'm well above. Seals is almost, from his chest up, is above eyesight of where that turkey would be. 
but my probably, you know, looks like I'm sitting on the tree. Right. And the behind me is where it falls off. And um, it seals on his belly for the most part or his, on his elbows or something. Um, and then you're sitting on the tree. Behind you. Under us almost. Um, yeah. Behind and under. Yeah. Um, got a bunch of film on seals' butt. Yeah. So That's um, about all I could see. I mean, yep. But that was a view. Um, which is crazy. Seals lost sixty five pounds. Oh, he's got some baggy clothes. He's over here trying to pull his pants up and all kinds of stuff. And he's a uh, that's the first time I've seen him in a while. I'm like, dang, you look like the same person. Um, but nah. So he's he's over here trying to pull his pants up and they're falling off and all kinds of stuff on the video. It's funny. And um, we get there and he answers a few times. Then we hear drumming. Sure enough, good. I remember. You tell me I can hear drumming, and like that's when I realized you can't see him, obviously, because right. I'm looking at him. I, yeah, heck yeah, he's drumming, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but but it also sounded like it was coming from it was coming in that creek and rolling back around because right. I was still down technically in the creek. If I wasn't looking at him, I don't trust anything right. at this point. Yeah, he sounded like he was the turkey's directly in front of all three of us, right where we're facing, and it sounded like he was 90 degrees right that's to crazy. me where the drumming was coming from, and I'm mm-hmm. thinking. You know, y'all are both facing the left side of the creek. I'm the only one that can see that mm-hmm. right side of the creek, and I'm like, he has done. Houdini does. Yeah, Houdini does 100%. He's on the right side, and I actually did not have my gun ready at all. I was actually sitting on it <laughs> to, or had had my leg kind of pressing on it to keep it from falling into the creek. Mm-hmm. It was it was just I was on that half heel kind of thing, and I was like, man, we're really about to be in a bind. In a bind, yeah. But no, luckily he was out there, and I got to I got caught outside of him probably ten minutes after we sat down. Yeah. Um, and what he was doing was, in reality, a lot what it sounded like, which is all this confusion going on. He really was walking circles and doing all kinds of crap because he was just trying to get through all the stuff that we just had to get through. So he'd walk here, and there'd be a ditch, and he'd have to turn around and walk over here, and then there'd be a thicket, and he'd have to walk here, and there'd be uh you know, it's just a big stand in water, and he'd have to kind of get over it to get to here, and then there's vines that he can't get through or step over and go under, so he'd have to go around this tree. And so he's making all this, you know, winding around, but he's gaining ground towards us. It's just taking him a while, just like it took us a while to get to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he comes all the way to my left, which is pretty much in front of Seals, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm freehanding my gun for the most part. Um this is when I started thinking like, all right, maybe I can start easing it down on my knee because I'm trying my hardest not to move. Um, but I'm about, he's out, he's out of my threshold. He's about to go into seals, his little threshold seals will get the shot. And then I see seals not pick up his gun. I'm like, all right, Chase is probably about to wind up Killingsburg because some, somehow or another seals ain't going to be able to see him. He's going to come all the way down to where Chase's calling is probably going. Cause I know you're a little under. I didn't know you were as far under us as I thought. I say under, I mean like a change, like a six inch change in elevation. But you know, when you're hunkered down on a tree, that's a lot. You oh, know, yeah. especially at a, a decent amount of distance, you're probably 15 feet behind us, or 15 yards, maybe 10, 15. Uh, like eight. Really? Yeah. Uh, I thought you were further I was, than I was that. Tight. Okay, I thought you were a lot further. Um, but but it, it was kind of where it would throw down the creek, probably r- behind us, and come out. Yeah, because it was I mean, lower on the. Well, the, there's us. a bank behind you, and there's yeah. nothing. You know. I don't think I, I'm. I'm not saying I think something in front of you was stopping it. I'm saying what we just went under. I'm sure what if you're calling, you know, with your hand over your mouth, it's bouncing off of that behind mm-hmm. you right. more than it's coming from if you were in an open area right. and he could pinpoint where it was. Um, so I'm thinking, all right, Chase is about to get the shot. I hope he's. Cause I, I mean, he's close enough where I can't turn around and look tell you. I'm like, you'll see it. Um, and then um, he he stops a big old oak tree and a bunch of thick stuff next to it. So. He's walking from my right to the left, and he don't ever come out from the left. And I'm like, here we go. Now we got to wander. Is he walking back? Because that oak tree is not far in front of seals. I'm talking about 11, 11 yards maybe. Mm-hmm. And the turkey's at about 30. I could shoot him if, if an opening would have come around, and he would have stopped an opening. I had a confident shot out of taking the shot, but um, he just never did. And I didn't. A, I didn't have a mouth call in. B, you couldn't seem to stop him. Or would have known where to stop him at because mm-hmm. I mean it's a shot in the dark. I feel like if you're not looking down my gun barrel, right? Um, and uh, 
I'm like, he's about to walk right towards us, and he's going to pop out on the left side of this tree, and Seal's going to be sitting there, like, on his elbows, and <laughs> looking at that turkey out eye, like, uh-oh. Because I don't think he had seen him yet. And he, I wound up, he said he he could see him. Mm-hmm. Um, I, He could probably see him the, the period where I couldn't. Right. Um, But he, he said, no, I, I never got shot. too much stuff in the way. And um, then I see him start coming back to the right, and I'm like, okay. Because he's progressively – angle towards us as he's doing these zigs and zags um so he's and he's and he'd been in shooting range so he's coming back towards creek and there's a few openings that he just happened to strut under like i mean like if he walks like a turkey just walking through the woods his head's gonna be right in this opening i've got four steps worth to take a shot you know keeping the pace i'll i'll stop him i feel kind of, i don't want to try to stop him in a little head size hole because if he don't stop in there then he's just scared he busted you know Mm -hmm. and he didn't stop um if he got in a big enough opening i'd I'd risk him taking that two or three seconds of what the heck was that to take the shot and he like strut right under that opening and then like pick his head back up and he gets the next one strut right under i'm like dear jesus um i mean you can't draw it up anymore coincidentally imperfect than that uh he winds up getting all the way to the right able to pivot every time he crossed a big uh brush or big tree or something able to get my gun in front of him he steps out and a pretty good opening where he kind of see down i don't think there was a there was one tree that made me nervous if he would have got behind that we would have been in bind because it the 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 outside edge of that tree ended in my sight in the middle of that creek so he wasn't gonna walk in the middle of the creek so if he got behind there, whatever he did, I wasn't going to be able to see. So I would not know when to expect him to come out, where he was going to pop out. Luckily, he stopped right before he got there, and it was you know a clean opening, took a shot, and wound up being a good a good bird. And first we taken off there mm-hmm. that I know of, um, which was I mean special that all three of us were able to be there together and and close out that season. And I mean it was just fun. We were we were really and I mentioned it in last week's episode that I didn't go there to kill a turkey. I went there to just hang out with y'all and, right. and be able to say I went turkey in Mississippi and definitely wasn't planning on pulling the trigger. You know, it was going – I think I was last on the totem pole. And that, as far as that goes, it's just how it works. You know, oh, yeah. That's all part how of it worked out. Um, I thought several times you were going to shoot. I thought several times he was going to shoot. Several times y'all thought I was going to shoot. And, but, I mean, with your friends like that, I mean, you don't care. I mean, I mean, not to be disingenuous or however you say that word, but, you know, I mean, definitely appreciate – Y'all let me take the, you know, pull the trigger, but the the funds and all of it, you know. I, you do it, Seals does it, I do it. Yeah. It's all the same to me. Mm-hmm. So. I'm just glad one of us was able to. and That's why we all three carry guns, though. Oh, even yeah. Even if we're carrying cameras. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I don't see much good not carrying a gun in the turkey woods because it's, 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 if you're going to double the noise, double the, double the firepower kind of deal, you know, kind right. of deal because, uh, you're uh, kind of balancing it out right there, I guess, because uh, anything can happen. And, and it's one of those, could you have made, if it was just one person, Mike could have killed him quicker. Yeah. Would have been able to, you know, cross a few spots and get through a few obstacles a lot easier that we had to go around rather than through. Um, But if it was just one person, would I have ever heard him? Would you have ever heard him if we wouldn't have, heard, if I would have heard the ones on the right side that we stopped? Then you cross over, thus you hear that bird. You know, right. so many things. It has a good purpose, and that's what I love about trick hunting is you have to make a 100 on that test. Mm-hmm. If you make a 99, you fail. Yep. 99% don't work in turkey hunting like you can in duck hunting and stuff like that. You miss uh, an opportunity, you get crapped on by some ducks, fly over, weren't paying attention, wait 10 minutes. Some more, you know, you got another shot. Um, as well as a lot of things. Turkey hunting, like, if you – you can mess up, you can you can bump them, and if there's not one within, very rarely is there another chance. Um, and and then very rarely do you get that that chance uh, soon. Right. Yeah. Turkeys don't forget too too much. That's that one sure. that one knew a lot, mm-hmm. but it, and it took every bit of all three of us, and especially you and that wing bone. I don't. We definitely would have killed it without that wing bone. I don't think. That was uh, the real MVP, which I need to 
give me one to start practicing on it just to keep – I'll keep the, like, old, that little scratch box we were talking about. Like, it's got the same kind of pop. It's not mm-hmm. quite as good. And then some people have the tube call. And something that if you're standing next to them, if we're sitting here in this office and you do it, it don't sound like a turkey. But if you go out there in a the yard, say, walk 50 yards and face the other way, you come back saying, did you hear that turkey? Right. It sounds like a real turkey. Mm-hmm. And there's just it just hits that, that certain note, that certain frequency that – We'll get them to gobble at least once. Mm-hmm. You know, they might not necessarily come into it like this one did every time, but it'll make them gobble. Yeah, yeah. I treat it like a box call. Yeah. On windy days, you know, when nothing else is working kind of thing. Um, just kind of my – which I don't keep a box call with me right. often at all. And if I have one, it's probably yours and mm-hmm. you're behind me. Yeah. Um, but that's just me. I'm not – nothing against them. There's many a mornings I wish I had one. Um but that's why I've started carrying that wing bone a little bit more because I used to just carry it when I felt like it. Right. because it doesn't fit in my vest good. I have to hang it from the neck. But it's uh, that's the first turkey it's kind of start to finish, mm-hmm. you know. Responsible for. Right, yeah. That's a good one. Wouldn't have drawn it up any differently. Um, as much as I love the, the, the easy hunts, the, the on-the-roost hunts, and, and shoot that one in Georgia – one of the bigger birds I've ever laid eyes on, especially laid hands on, was I, I hate to feel like it was underappreciated, but it didn't. And I, I developed a relationship with those two gobblers. I think that's the really cool part about turkey hunting is that I've been busted by, I think it was this one. This is the one that I got busted by before missing that other one. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, you kind of just you develop that relationship. Not like you're out, you know, you got it out for them, but like, all right, we this is day number five and six, you know, or, or encounter number five and six. You've beaten me multiple times. This is, you know, how many other ways can you, you know, rip my confidence out? Right. Um. So, it, it, but the the actual hunt itself wasn't a long one. He did exactly kind of what I expected him to do whenever I saw where he was and I got where I thought would be you know my best shot to call him over to this side of a uh, a uh, transition and that's exactly what he did or I actually called the hens over um more than I think I called him over but sometimes they it's like they read the script they do exactly what they're supposed to and I love it and I would you know I, I would love to have that every time but I do appreciate the ones where it's anything but typical it, it takes everything and if anything would have gone differently that 100% wouldn't have happened. So, I agree. I agree. And it was it was such a long hunt, too. Yeah, so. 12.08 p.m. Oh. when Seal said trigger was pulled. And um, and we'll be putting some videos of it up. Chase did, like I said. Chase got video of it. And he's got some, a couple different hunts on there. Brett killing one. Mm-hmm. Um, You shooting one. And they're, I love it because, like, it ain't, like, zoomed in and can't put a, some heavy metal background music on right. just the guy shooting and you stand up and oh there it is you know I ain't sticking the camera up and spooking this turkey or you see you put the camera down and walk off and you hear the goblin and like you can hear, see the turkey walking towards you but you ain't in the frame no more you've had to make a move and that camera just didn't make the cut it stay there stay on record but you had to do what you had to do and uh, that's just part of it that's real turkey hunting and that's you know I, I like stuff like that i like watching other folks when they do that and put it on there and all you see is a uh, some leaves in a half a lagrange boot for the last 30 seconds because he had to put the camera down so he could shoot and he picks it up and but you get to hear it all um that's that's pretty cool um but yeah so we'll, we'll try to uh, be posting some of that on our socials at spring legion follow us on all of them we'll be putting some stuff up on youtube hopefully between now and next spring uh, kind of getting into that realm, uh, not myself, more so Chase and other folks. We're getting some videos up on YouTube and the TikTok and Instagram and all that good stuff, and we might wind up putting a link on the website, springlegion.com. I don't know. That's my more my cup of tea than anything else. So we'll get it out there. We appreciate y'all listening to our rambling, and um, I'm not positive – I do believe my turkey season will be continuing through at least a week or so. So hopefully I'll be able to come back and have some stories to tell. Chase is supposedly going to meet me out there at a state. I don't know which state, but meet me out there for a few days. 
um, in the in the coming week or two. So we'll have another round at this. Hopefully, it'll be some like news, some good news, like we've had uh, today for sure. But appreciate chopping on with Chase. Safe travels back to Mississippi. Um, tell mom happy Mother's Day for me. Can do. And um and to our listeners, we appreciate y'all listening. Make sure you like, follow, subscribe, and share. Um, if you enjoy what you listen to, we appreciate that. That doesn't uh, we don't make a dime off of gold stars or hearts, but um, it gets us in front of like-minded people, and that's what kind of uh, depicts that algorithm, whatever that algorithm is for all these different social stuff uses. That that makes sure that people that also like the same things that you like are able to uh, encounter opportunities to follow and like stuff that they might be a little more interested in rather than stuff they're not and um we'll see y'all next week and we appreciate y'all listening to the spring legion podcast